to Then Let's Fix It, where we discuss critical issues around logistics and supply chain management in the Caribbean. But more than that, where we work together to explore opportunities and craft innovative solutions so that we in the Caribbean become some of the world's most attractive jurisdictions. I'm your host, Collis Williams. Visit our website at rdleagle.com to join the discussion. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. And when you're done, don't forget to leave a review. In today's episode, I want to discuss with you the free trade as an approach, an economic approach, as opposed to protectionism. And this is, my friends, a a long discussion. And the reality is, here is where I continue to not understand why the world's greatest economists have not been able to persuade the public about the virtues of a free trade policy. Now, this has gone on for many, many years. And when we go back to even the father of economics, I dare say, Adam Smith, one of the statements he made, he's a Scottish economist from what I understand. And one of the statements he made over 200 years ago is that in every country, it always is and must be in the interest of the great body of people to buy whatever they want of those who sell it cheapest. Now, the reality is we, we in the Caribbean, we suffer because we don't have the kind of economy of scale that big organizations depend on for their profitability. And the facts are, we want to continue to incentivize capital in some way to make investments in an island. But my question continues to be, is this protectionism that continues to dog the economies of the Caribbean in the interests of the people? And I, in today's episode, I want to attract us to take the time to really think through whether protectionism is in your interest or is it in the interest of a select few? And I know this is a difficult conversation because the reality is if someone commits a lot of money to a project, he wants to feel some comfort that he has some way of recovering that money and making a profit. But the point, there must come a point when we have to sit and ask ourselves, in whose interest is this protectionism benefiting? Because I, 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 I travel, I love to travel, I go all over the world, trade shows all over, and I, I keep seeing good products, great products, at exceptional prices, and I come back home and see that we are caught in this net of mediocrity that has been protected because it has no real reason to be anything other than mediocre. 
And let's face it, I'm not here to discuss whether the manufacturers in, in the Caribbean can do better. I know they can, but the reality is they are protected from doing better by the very thing that they have selected to market. Now, here's my question to you, listeners. And, and let's be frank. If I were able to buy a roof for my house from another source at 25% of what I now have to buy it for in Barbados, wouldn't I be able to repay the loans on my investment a lot sooner? So my question is really, who are you protecting? Because if you're only protecting a select few, then the question is, why haven't the masses demanded more? And I can tell you one of the reasons why I see that the masses don't respond to this protectionism and ask those who they've put in government to deal with it. It is simply because the way it works, duty on any small item feels like just a small impose. So you don't feel it very much in your pocket at that point in time. And therefore, because of that, you don't, and I don't see it fit to demand of the policymakers that we not pay duties or pay high duties on certain items. But those who want to so-called manufacture mediocre product are a small portion of society and they are demanding because of the, the, the capital involved of the government that they be protected. But you and I, who are, who are only, who think they're only paying five cents or 10 cents on, on the cost of a book or the cost of something else, we don't feel that it is worth our while and our energy to agitate that we be given the opportunity to buy product at better prices from all over the world. And that very thing is where you are and I will be able to protect our hard earned money. Because if I can drive the cost of my existence down by 30%, I have actually increase the value of every dollar. You see, at some point, we've got to accept and admit that protectionism is really a devaluation of our dollar. And, 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 and the reality is, the other side of it is, the government uses this duty concept to raise revenue. But you're raising revenue because you have to continue to pay a wage to a, let's say, a public sector that is inflated because the public sector is demanding enough money to pay the duties that you've imposed to protect a select few. And the point must come when you and I asked ourselves, how many people are we protecting? Is it the 400 manufacturers or 400 people working in the pepper sauce industry or should they be able to access pepper sauce at 10% of what it is being sold for here? 
This, this, this is, these are the hard questions because if my dollar can increase in value, then in truth and in fact, I may not be balking or the government may not be balking at the size of their wage bill because now rather than increase salaries, your dollar is stretching a whole lot further. You know, something really interesting happened in Barbados today and I, I want to bring this to the table because there's a big outcry about the increase in land tax. And when the Honorable Prime Minister broke it down, I, I, all I could say was I opened my eyes because of the 81,000 landowners, 64,000 of them had absolutely no increase in land tax. So it was the other 17,000 odd who were keeping noise. Now, these are the highest earners in society. But I'm trying to show you here, the point is how a small portion of society rose up and kept so much noise that it made public headlines. What was interesting was that juxtapose this whole idea of a raising land tax, we have a decrease in income tax. And the average decrease in income tax to those particular sector, that particular sector, is numerically more than the increase that they have to pay in land tax. And the reality, as far as I'm concerned, is that here you are exposing a checkmate because really, why are you keeping noise? And the same thing has to be borne in mind regarding free trade as opposed the protectionism are we can continue to devalue our people's dollars and force them to ask for increased wages to survive or are we going to get to a point where we see the true value of free trade our real eagle trade is on a mission in the caribbean where we are continuing to go out there and look for product and give our people the supply chains to bring product the highest quality at the best price to their door. Let's fix this. Let's fix this, my friends. We cannot continue to allow the people of the Caribbean, the people, and when I say the people, I mean the masses, to suffer at the hands of a protectionist concept where everything, every economist, that's a strong statement. But I mean, just about every economist would tell you that the answer, the real truth, is that there's no real support for protectionism except that it is politically expedient to protect the capital rather than the people. And the facts are that we in the Caribbean must ask ourselves these very hard questions. My friends, then let's fix it. Thank you for listening. I'd be happy to hear your thoughts on this episode. Simply join the discussion forum on our website, rdleagle.com. You can also contact me at collis at rdleagle.com. See you next time on Then Let's Fix It. 
There's so much more to discuss and do.